You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. From the author of the book by the same name, it's The Best Saturdays of Our Lives Podcast with Mark McRae. Retro ToyCon 2022, another amazing convention in the bag, uh, hosted by Greer, Greenville, South Carolina's very own Toy Federation. Mark and I have been doing this con, this is our third year now, and uh, it's the convention's fourth year. It had an amazing, amazing weekend, wouldn't you say, Mark? Oh yeah, I absolutely loved it. Retro ToyCon just gets better and better every year. And it was really great being able to reunite with people that we've become friends with over the last couple of years. Yeah, like our good friends, Jeremy and Megan Stanford. They travel the Southeast selling toys uh, at all the great conventions. We'll have their info in the show notes. Uh, Good, good friends of ours. Uh, Dan Fowler of Greenville's very own Screaming Soup. Amanda Capps, his wife, who jumps in on that. The event's hosted by our local toy store. Remember toy stores, everybody? Remember those? Well, we still have one in Greenville. Toy Federation, owned and operated by Ryan Bonavia. Uh, he and Brian Cosain, the directors of the Retro Toy Con convention. Big shout out to them. And a big shout out to Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, that sounded like the Lassie bark. You know? Yeah, it did, huh? Yeah. Jimmy's in the well. <laughs> Jimmy fell down a well. What, what are you saying, Lassie? <laughs> as Lassie's just sitting there grunting and making paw gestures as, oh the, da- as the dad is, like, changing the brakes on the car. Okay, oh so I, I, use, I use the C-clamp to uh, compress the caliper. <laughs> uh, this is really blown up, not just for Greenville, but for the Southeast as a must-hit convention for all you nerds out there that are into those toys, but also the guest list. The guest list just keeps getting bigger and badder every year. This year being no exception. All four. The voices of all four Ninja Turtles, Rob Paulson, Cam Clark, Townsend Coleman, and Barry Gordon, all united. Which must have been a Herculean effort on Ryan and Brian's part, yeah? Yeah. When you have a guest list like the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original voices that that made that show so iconic and, and wonderful for people, and it's guests like that that will grow your convention. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if Retro ToyCon wasn't already, it is now certifiably on the A-list of American nerd cons. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Definitely. It sort of reminds me of when, um, back in the day when Dragon Con was able to secure William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. Right, right, right. That convention changed after those superstar actors from the Star Trek franchise showed up. And Dragon Con just grew exponentially because yep. they were able to not only bring in these high-profile actors from a, a beloved franchise. Uh, but it, it 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 attracted other A-listers as well. Exactly. It showed that the con had come into its own. Right. And, you know, if, if, if the Ninja Turtles weren't enough, we're talking uh, on the wrestling front, they had... 
good old hacksaw Jim Duggan and Ted DiBiase, two right. absolute legends oh, in yeah. the pro wrestling world. Uh, Arthur Bearhart, the voice of Destro, the voice of Destro. That was terrible. <laughs> that was an awful, awful impersonation. And I lo- love the child that came out of Mel Blanc. He was a Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc. Yeah. Yeah. We in the South like to use the right Southern yeah, expression. Yeah. Right. But Mel Blanc, out there is Mel Blanc. It's Mel Blanc, boy. You know? You know? Blanche. Hey, Blanche. Come on, North Blanche. I swear my favorite G.I. Joe character. He should have been running Cobra from the get, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's but for that's another a, episode. That is definitely for another episode, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Warrington Gillette, uh, one of the original Jasons from Friday the 13th Part 2. And last, and definitely not least, our new friend, best friend, Samantha Newark from gem the voice of gem yeah man it was really good being around the energy that was coming from these voiceover actors oh yeah everybody was friendly and really giving the fans what they wanted taking pictures signing autographs taking selfies it was a really great experience just uh being in all that great energy that was just coming out and i did pretty good too with my book sales oh you sure did you Uh sure did you had a you had a real red letter weekend huh yeah so what was really surprising uh, and of course, you know, you don't know this until you publish your second book that guess what? You have a lot of return customers and people who enjoyed my first book, The Best Saturdays of Our Lives, came back and was ready to buy my second book, The Paperboy Dimensional Adventures. Oh, yeah. So that was like a really nice surprise. And I even sold some of my treasured action figures. Everything was working at Retro Toy Con and uh, it was great. It was really great. You know, one of the other things that strikes me about this con that separates it from many other cons that I've been a part of and covered is the access, the access to the guests. You know, a lot of times you have to go over here and pay separate, and then there's a separate exclusive line. If, if you don't have that kind of f- fundage, you know, if you don't have that kind of cash in your pocket, you can kind of see them from a distance if they're not behind a little cubicle or whatnot. Uh, here, we're all out there. We're all out there with a table facing the whole con. And if you just want to come up and say hi and thank you for helping to make my childhood better, you could. Yeah. And, you know, just, just for the cost of admission, which uh, that unto itself is a steal. You know, right. tickets for this thing are are more than reasonable. And obviously, get the autograph, get the selfie. Many of the guests had merchandise specific to their brand. And we encourage everyone, every fan to, to support not only their local con, but the guests that they bring and, and doubly so for Retro Toy Con. Mm-hmm. Right. The generosity of spirit that all of these guests have for every single person. That's another element that stands out for me when it comes to Retro Toy Con. It's a really good point you bring up because those particular cases, you can't even go up and say hi to someone unless you are getting an autographed picture or taking a selfie. But the fact that you were able to just come up and say, hi, I've been a fan. I like your work. That's what made Retro Toy Con unique. And the guests that were there, they were cool with the fact that they they had handlers, but I just like the fact that there just wasn't any gatekeepers 
Yeah, all of the guests at Retro ToyCon have a volunteer assigned to them to help them you know, kind of navigate the, the flow of the convention. But there were no ham-handed handlers, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, in fact, if anything, the volunteers were there to help facilitate and maximize the, the, the quality of your time you would be spending with the guests. The entire apparatus is just so welcoming, so fan-oriented, and everyone has a good time. The guests were having a blast. The, the attendees having a blast. And uh, that also gave the convention a different feel. Right. And I feel like that's the way it should be. I feel like a lot more conventions should be that way. Uh, When we return, our interview with Cam Clark, Leonardo of the Ninja Turtles. Don't change that dial. (laughs) I know someone is probably thinking, what's a dial? What are they talking about? (laughs) Do you like podcasts? Then you're going to hate Thunder Talk. Tasteless subject matter. Mature humor. Contempt for our co-hosts. Unapologetic social views. Edgy music. And total irreverence for the nerd junk we love. Are all reasons why no one. No one. No one should listen to Thunder Talk. Find us on the ESO Network. And all podcasting platforms. Or don't. Whatever. All right, Donatello, prepare to defend yourself. Yeah, yeah, Leonardo. It's been fun, but I gotta get back to my workshop. But we're not finished practicing. Master Splinter left me in charge while he's away, and I order you to stay. Lighten up, Leonardo. Dan and I had an awesome time at Retro Toy Con, and we met the awesome actor Cam Clark. And one of the things I think that was cool, you know, of course, you know, we wanted to know, like, how did you start in the business? And he mentioned that there was a show called The King Family. Yeah. And uh, this was a variety series that aired every week. And he didn't think that Dan or I would have heard of this series. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I remember The King Family. And what's really funny is that he revealed to us that The King Family were all related. And my husband and I, Ron, we always talked about The King Family a lot. And one of the things that we always wondered about without having to, you know, go into Wikipedia and look information up, like, were they all related? You know, you had like 38 people singing songs every week. And Cam Clark confirmed that they were related. So that was like a really nice surprise because it was one of those burning trivia questions in my brain that got answered that I did not expect to get answered at Retro Toy Con. Right, um, right. Yeah, so so that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. We'd like you to meet a family, a family so unique. The likes of which you never seen on television or the movie screen. And you soon see just what we mean when you meet the King family. So Cam Clark plays... Drum roll. Leonardo. Right. The leader of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I mean, when you meet Cam Clark, he is like three personalities rolled into one. He is just a firecracker of a human spirit. And he'll get into the fact that Leonardo as a character isn't necessarily that over the top. 
Right. And the characters that he felt like playing, the characters he felt most comfortable jumping into weren't necessarily Leonardo. Yet, as a professional, you know, you go with what your producer wants and you keep it going. Yeah. Because we, we, mm-hmm. we go back into a time where you didn't have dedicated voice actors, per se. You had actors who ended up becoming voice talent. They didn't necessarily show up in Hollywood with that in mind. So, uh, I, you know, I think without further ado, let's bounce over to Cam Clark. Oh, yeah, definitely. Folks, I'm telling you, you're really going to love this interview with Cam Clark. Enjoy. It's all our fault. Yeah, we had to go and change Leonardo's personality. Why the unhappy faces, my students? Where is Leonardo? It's a long story, Master. Then proceed to tell it. The longest story begins with a single word. Well, it all started when you put Leonardo in charge. So Leonardo... Retro Toy Con? Near, near, near thy mic. I appreciate it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Retro Toy Con 2022. We have with us the voice of Max Sterling, Lancer, Akneda from Akira. That's right. Is want- Cam Clark here? Yeah, Cam Clark. What? You did a little indie thing about karate turtles as well. About what turtles? Something turtles, ninjas. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, It was was a while ago. In England, we are called Teenage Mutant Fighting Turtles. Because ninja, I guess, is too violent a word. (laughs) So it's... I imagine they changed the theme song. They're probably saying Teenage Mutant Fighting Turtles. We're honored to be with you here today, Mark McRae. What do we got? Uh, yeah, so so honored to meet you. Thank you. And thank you. thank you for taking the time to be a part of this our podcast. So, did you always know that you wanted to be a voiceover actor? Uh, no, it was quite accidental. Um, in fact, uh, the climate has changed now that a lot of people go. When I grow up, you know, I want to do voices. A lot of the people that you will meet from my era it was an accident it's like you kind of step stepped in you know step back into it. it's like whoa what is, what is that right. um even though it was like a golden age of animation the 80s and 90s you talk to a lot of them it's like well i came out to la to do blah 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 and then i stumbled into voice so it it's it was a whole whole different game and a whole different uh, thing but I I worked a lot as a kid my, my family had a TV show back in the 60s yeah yeah anyway it was a musical variety show called The King Family familiar with that show. Are you? Really? I are you? Yeah. Well, how old are you? You don't oh. look. You don't look old enough. This uh. moisturizing routine is on fleek. <laughs> Black don't crack. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What they say. Yeah. Um, because one of the ladies from my three sons, I think Tina, Tina Cole, my my cousin. Right. Was in it. Yeah. And you guys sang songs every week and all blonde. And all. Right, right. There were thirty six of us. Right. And I said to myself, and, and you guys were all related. Right? It's, it's a real family. Wow. Yeah. yeah. that was great. I've had, you know, back in the day, people would say, that is such great casting. Mm-hmm. Especially the guy that you cast for your grandfather. And I'm like, no casting. <laughs> just, just birth. Just birth. But uh, anyway, so I didn't... Uh, the long story is I was raised Mormon. 
and yeah, okay, so fill in, yeah, familiar. Anyway, I uh, served a mission in Argentina. Okay. And it took me out of the loop long enough that when I came home, you know, doors that were said, you bet as soon as you're back, you know, you just let us know. And it was like, you know, nothing, nothing. Like I was a fuller brush door-to-door salesman. So for my brother was an associate producer on a spin-off of Dukes of Hazard. Okay. Called Enos. Enos. No, Enos. Enos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, um, they, he had me come in to do some voiceover work for that at Warner Brothers. Then I met a lady who was in charge of uh, voice uh, in TV and features at Columbia. And on there, I met, if, if you know your, your uh, uh, animation uh, genealogy, I met a woman named Linda Gary. Oh, I know who Linda Gary is. She passed away quite young, but she was the, she was the Tress McNeil of her day. She was oh, a big... Linda in this, Gary, the voiceover. Voice, yes, Linda yeah, yeah, Gary's yeah, a voice, yeah, yeah. voice actress. Yeah, and man I believe. Yeah, I think she... Uh, um, Evil, uh, Evelyn? Evelyn? Or, or, I, I don't know, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But she did everything in the 70s. Right. And she took a shine to me and took me under her wing and, you know, said, have you ever thought about doing this for a career? And I went, yeah, thanks, but I'm going to be a movie star. And she goes, okay, well, in the, in the meantime... And she took, she and her husband, Chuck Howerton, set me up with a coach and got me an agent and um, never looked back. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Is there a particular role, a cartoon from the 1980s, that you either wished you had voiced or was there a time that you missed out on an opportunity because of scheduling conflicts? Oh, I, I wish there was a problem with scheduling conflicts. No, but the, the biggest one is with Townsend Coleman, when we both were cast as Turtles, Rob was definitely Raphael, and Barry was definitely Donatello. And they didn't know, they knew they wanted Cam and Townie, but didn't know as what. And we arrived at the studio, and they literally tossed a coin. So for the first read-through, for the first run-through, Townie was Mikey and Cam was Leo. And they said, after the first run-through, we'll switch, and then we'll decide. Well, after the first run-through, I'm going like, okay, let's switch, because I really wanted to be Michelangelo. So this is the role that got away from me. And they went, no, we're fine, let's keep it worse. I said, but, 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 no, we're good, okay, (laughs) roll them. You know, and so um, I had a hard time being Leo because the other boys were clowns. And Leo is the straight man. Straight man, pardon the expression. And hey, and you know, honestly, seeing the four of you, you're definitely, dare I say, the clown. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I take that as a supreme compliment. So it was hard. So what I tried to do was make him kind of a... uh, a uh, parody on because he was the straight man on superhero right no. okay. and the director takes Sue Blue takes me into the hall on a break and she goes what are you doing huh? and I'm like well I'm I'm you know and trying to you know spice up Leo and make him kind of silly and she goes well don't huh. he's the leader so just be the leader so I had to settle in to letting them bounce around and had to really zen in to go you're the, 
tent pole, and I don't mean that in an eagle way, I just mean these people are going to, you know, do loop-de-loops around you. So my favorite episode, there was like a two-parter, I think it was, where Leonardo says, I'm done being the leader. So y'all, and so Leo got to let his hair down, let his shell down, you know, and, and be goofy. And I love that. I did get to then be a parody of superhero with Townie on the tick. Right. Playing right. Der Mouse. Right. right. Which I, I, I had hoped to make Leo. Right. But it's wor- Leo has worked out great this way. And, you know, fans, kids, kids, 40-year-old kids, you know, exactly. 50-year-old kids right. come up going, you know, you were the leader and you taught me this and you made me think blah, blah, blah. So right. I am honored to be that. Even though as a 26-year-old, when I got the part, I wanted to be one of... One of the cut-ups. But it's all worked out just fine. Were you familiar with the Turtles franchise before you... Okay. I don't think any of us had ever heard... None of us had ever heard of it. Oh, okay. And it was just an audition like the millions of others that we had. And I read for it and I got the job. And I was, you know, young and successful. So it was just a job like, you know, okay, great. When do I show up? Right. It wasn't like, oh my God, I wanted the turtles. It wasn't a thing. Right. Unless you were some long-haired comic book. Unless you were like deep into the independent deep publishing yeah. comic books of the early 80s, Easter and Laird weren't on your radar. No. Right. Not, no. Ar- Archie and... Yeah. Be- Betty and Veronica were on my radar. Right. right. Archie and Jughead were on my radar. Right. And Casper the Friendly Ghost, as comic books go. But no, not the, not the turtles. Okay. So with your acting background, your acting aspirations, you had already achieved with your family what you were moving forward towards. When you got the uh, advice that maybe you should be looking closer into voice acting, how did you take that as the voice acting materialized versus what you had come to do? And what of your uh, acting experience did you learn to distill, if you will, into voice. Well, I still, even when I got the Turtles, I was still trying to get a career on camera. Okay. And, I, and before I moved to Argentina, I did a few pilots. Okay. Nothing that sold, you know. Um, I just lost what I was saying. Old people lose their train of thought. What did, what did you Sometimes just ask old people me? ask the wrong question. <laughs> so I, I, I dig it, dude. I dig it. What did, what did you just ask me? Uh, what you had grown into as an actor at that point when the voice work started coming to oh, you. well, I, yeah, yeah, okay. I was still trying to land stuff on camera, and I'd go out on auditions and did a couple of commercials, but I honestly could not get arrested on camera. You know, I couldn't get anything. Agents would sign me up and go, I can't believe you didn't read on this, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't get an interview. And finally, when I, I finally, like, said, okay, this isn't going to happen for me. And I let go of any on-camera, whatever, and strictly, uh, you know, focused on this. And I couldn't be happier with the results because when you're a young actor, the idea of fame just sounds sexy as hell. Right, right. As a grown-up, oh my God, the last thing I would want is to be walking down the street or sitting at dinner and have someone go, can you autograph this matchbook? Oh, I just dated myself. Show you how old I have matchbooks, right? right. right. Yeah, yeah. But I I, I am so glad that I get to do like these conventions where people come up and, but nobody's in your grill. Nobody's up in your face. And um, I have no regrets about it because there's a longevity that, 
can come from voice work because they don't know what you look like. And, you know, how many people, you know, had started on one sitcom, started on Who Stole My Couch, you know, and never, uh, and didn't work again. Um, And this, I had a lovely, lengthy career. And now with the conventions, which Rob Paulson got me into, I went kicking and screaming. He had to put a gun to my head to get into this. And it's been the most delightful, mm, what would you call it, like... uh, just an asterisk to a, to a career to have these people who are turning their kids on to my old shows and stuff and it's 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 sweet it's just sweet very cool yeah what are you up to nowadays what are you working on what are your passions now in 2022 and beyond where can we find you on the internet where can we give you the money that you've earned in terms of what you're trying to do how can we find you dude well um i I'm horrible with keeping a presence online, but uh, camclarkvoices.com. I, when the spirit moves me, I'll I drop. I, I drop videos of my family back from our TV show and stuff, with which the older fans, you know, love seeing. Um, I'm in the middle of um, publishing a uh, book that is a coffee table book. Working title, I say working only not to jinx it, but is called Now They're All Here, which is 101 years of entertainment through one man's family. My mom and her siblings started in vaudeville as a family band when they were little kids. Then the moms went on to do radio, the big band era of the, during World War II, and then the jazz of the 50s, and then our show. Then the 1960s King family, and then my career, and the book goes through uh, my career making it 100 years. Through, and it's a coffee table book because the photography is so wonderful. 100 years of photographs. Hey, everybody, we'll let you know when it drops, and uh, we'll, sh- we'll, we'll tell you how to PayPal them, uh, PayPal them the money for it. <laughs> All right. It's been an honor, Cam. Thank you so much, and we're going to be talking to you again. Okay, kids. Thank you much, Lee. Okay. There's that fun-loving Leonardo now. (laughs) You guys, you guys totally cracked me up. (laughs) Hey, ciao, dudes. This party animal is out to let the good times roll. Ow! The Hitchhiker's Guide to Podcasting has this to say about the weekly Earth Station One podcast. Mildly entertaining. Not nearly as exciting as the popping of bubble wrap, but slightly better than listening to Vogon poetry. Be mildly entertained by Mike and Mike as they tackle an assortment of geeky topics each week. Check out the Earth Station One podcast and let your inner geek out to play. The King Family is brought to you by Colgate Dental Cream with Gardol, the world's largest selling toothpaste. Colgate, clinically tested and confirmed a leader in reducing new cavities. And by Salem Filter Cigarettes. Salem softness freshens your taste. Smoke Salem Filter Cigarettes. Now, for all of you keen-eared listeners out there, you probably heard that, yeah, Cam Clark had an album, Inside Out, came out a little while ago. I've heard it. It's a banger. So this isn't the last you've heard of Cam, everyone. He's uh, he's a, 
just just a beautiful human. I, I tell you, as soon as we got to his table and I met him, I just got the most wonderful vibes from this guy. I mean, it was just like, okay, this is going to be a great interview. That's what I said to myself, you know, because he, it, it was just, sometimes you just get a feeling from people and Cam is one of those people. Yeah. One of my new favorite human beings, for sure. For sure. Uh, uh, coming up, we are, we're also going to have Rob Paulson, did the voice of Raphael, another beautiful human being, and Samantha Newark, truly outrageous, glamour and glitter, fashion and fame. The voice of Jerrica Benton, Jim herself, will be having her on the show very shortly. And we definitely want to thank the hosts of Retro Toy Con, uh, Brian Cosain, Ryan Bonavia, owner and proprietor of Greenville's very own Toy Federation Toy Store at 104 Middleton Way in Greer, South Carolina, 29650. But you can find them on eBay. They have an eBay store. Uh, Instagram. Go ahead and get them on Instagram at Toy Federation Shop. You don't have to live in Greenville to give them your money for all the toys that you want. Uh, you should check them out this year, 2023. They will be at the Embassy Suites here in Greenville, South Carolina, uh, November 17th through the 19th, retro-toycon.com. It's all right there, everything you want to know. Right. So, for Mark and I, the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast, peace out. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast is a co-production of the Best Saturdays of Our Lives studios and the Weirdos Workshop. To get a personalized signed copy of the Best Saturdays of Our Lives book, go to thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com. This is Mark McRae signing off. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.